KZSU, Stanford University's FM radio station, broadcasting across the Bay Area on 90.1 FM and across the world at kzsu.org. From the campus of Stanford University, this is the Modern Architect radio show and podcast, featuring one-on-one interviews with renowned and cutting-edge architects, influencers, and sustainability leaders. The show and podcast will inform, educate, and illuminate the transformation, joy, and inspiration architecture brings to our cities, communities, and lives. Hosted by architecture aficionado and principal of Accurate, this is Tom Dioro. Thank you, Shay. For our guest today, please welcome Charles Bavay, VP of Operations for Bone Structure, a leading next generation of incomparable high-performance homes designed and built using an integrated process inspired by the aerospace industry. Bone Structure will discuss a smarter, faster way to build. You can find them on the web at bonestructure.ca, bonestructure.ca. Hello, Charles. We're honored and excited to have you on The Modern Architect. Hey, today. Tom. It's great to be here. <laughs> great. Charles, tell us, if you will, how uh, how you came to, to Bone Structure. What's, what's Bone Structure and how does one go from architectural sketches to a high-performance home in the 21st century. I may, I know it may be a lot, but uh, um, I think you could answer it. Yeah, where to, where, where to start? <laughs> uh, it really came from a, a, a family experience. Um, so my father, who was from the aerospace industry, uh, working at Bombardier, uh, my parents decided to build uh, their own personal home. And... Uh, uh, it was a, a, a terrible uh, experience. Oh, no. So I guess you've heard similar stories in the past, probably with friends or maybe too yourself, right? Yeah. Too, too many of these. Yeah. And that's really what pushed them to to start Bone Structure. Okay. Uh, the contrast between what uh, my father saw in the aerospace industry compared to the construction industry. The contrast was so sharp uh, that, you know, they thought there must be a better way. Yeah. Uh, and three years later, we had a, a first prototype. Uh, and now we're at version 10 of the system. Great. And uh, that's how that's how it all started. Now, how do you make the transfer from aerospace into construction? That's really, or architecture or building in general. That's very intriguing. How did that uh, come about? So I think the construction industry... Uh, if you if you really want to make a change, not knowing anything about it, it's probably a good thing. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, that was rule number one in assembling a team of engineers, and and architects and designers, uh, at the very at the very start. Uh, really, you know, bringing mechanical engineers as well, uh, people from the automotive industry, just completely starting from scratch, not focusing on the constraints. Uh, that you see in the building codes, or you really, if you want to think outside the box, you know, you you need to not not put a frame too tight on there. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's how it really really started. Yeah. So the you take the uh, the the knowledge and the experience in the aerospace industry and bring it into the building, the framework. Um, how how well if it, now that you're on version ten, is it version ten? That's right. Okay, version ten. Now that you're on version ten, what was it like? Say version one or two? Oh wow! I, I don't even <laughs> want to. Yeah, version one was was uh, you know really a prototype. Uh, okay. We had no clue what we were doing. Uh, we just went went at it straight at it. Uh, uh, what we noticed from the from the aerospace or you know also the automotive and even the tech industry is people r- work together okay yeah. uh, it's it's a lot more collaborative collaborative yeah integrated uh-huh. uh, if you want uh, you know for example at SpaceX if you want that to fly you can't just over design be overly conservative with everything it's it's not it's not going to fly if you want if you're designing an iPhone uh, and you want everything to fit nicely and still be beautiful 
you need to have the designers and the engineers around the table from the get-go. So yeah. this is the approach that we wanted to bring to the construction industry. Yeah. Instead of working in silos, to have the right people around the table right from the get-go and design an integrated uh, solution yeah. uh, in the home industry. Yeah, that's, from my experience, it's somewhat rare to do everything at the onset. Is that uh, oh, yeah. a part of the process standard for you? Yeah, okay. so typically, you know, you'll you'll start uh, from you know, the architecture, and once you're you're very advanced, if not final, then you go to the engineering process, and then when that is done, that's where you'll start, you know, thinking about how you're going to build it. Yeah, uh, this is changing uh, slowly now, but uh, there's a lot of benefits of bringing everything up front, uh, having even you know the contractor and the people who will be on the job yeah. site there uh right yeah. from the get-go their input and is 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 incredible and and uh certainly this is you know, something we we learned a lot from designing a product uh the feedback came mm -hmm. from everyone uh in the chain of building a house yeah. and then do you involve a community as well not just the homeowner and the, the builder, the architects, the engineering. The community. Yeah. Uh, so first off, you know, we started and we're not from the construction industry, right? So uh, we had a community of people who shared the same need and had experienced the yeah. same same uh, challenges. Um, and then moving forward, our clients uh, are, you know, for life. Uh, yeah. We get feedback of how it is. Uh, during the process of building the house, yeah. Um, how is it, you know, to live in the house? What it looks like five years down, ten years down. So we we keep the sense of community and and continuous improvement by just staying close to everyone that was involved in the process. Um, to be an early adopter of a new technology and building home, this is this is not something that everyone would do. So we stay close to to our, our early adopters, and that's how we, we improve. Yeah. Now, speaking of the, in the, the community, of, I, I went to your, your, your website. The testimonials are glaring, to say the least. I was actually looking at there's so many people so happy about what it is you do. Is that something that they express to you as well, not just obviously on your webpage, that they're really, they're really happy with what you've done and how the, their lives are. It's always fun house. to have good, oh. good, uh, good feedback. But I think the, the the one we're what we're looking for, and it's encouraging. But what we're looking for is the constructive uh, feedback. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you got to dig deeper to get that. It doesn't come natural uh, for everyone to, to to bring it up. But on every every project, every job site. We'll go and, 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 and try to see what, what else, you know, what could we have done uh, better um, and try, like I was saying, to talk to the people on the job site mm -hmm. and learn from, you know, the person who's hands-on and seeing, you know, how, how what was your experience uh, working with our uh, mechano-erector set, if you want. <laughs> Um, I like that mechano erector set. Okay. Yeah. So how how can we how can we improve? What was the hardest thing? Was you know what did you uh, like the most? And uh, we try to bake that in the next version of the system. Yeah. And so it, it, it seem each one becomes I hate to say the word easier because I don't think it's probably ever easy, but easier um, with each each uh, each construction. Is that has that been the case? Yes, uh, and and every project is different. That's one of the first things we realized. Every client, it's a different client, it's a different site, uh, different orientation. The view might be on one side and the setbacks of the lot, so you have different challenges. Um, so there's some things, though, that remain the same. Mm -hmm. You are building a house, and it is the same process. So you can learn from the process and apply it to the next one. And you can learn uh, from the product and apply that to the next one. So definitely, you know, we, we keep improving from version to version. Uh, and it is, it is, even if it's a different project, the lessons learned still apply in many cases. And, yeah. and that's something that's hard to do in the construction industry just by the nature of it. It's a very fragmented uh, industry. There's a lot of different stakeholders, 
it is not it's not easy for anyone uh, mm-hmm. because you work with different people all the time. Uh, so it's a difficult environment, and and we're trying to to empower uh, you know the architects that we work with and the uh, general contractors that we work with to use our building technology yeah. uh, and 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 benefit from these uh, version improvements. Yeah. Now, how how in comparison, so to speak, does uh, the bone structure home and the traditional home, let's just put it here, say, relevant to California. Your offices are in San Francisco, correct? That's right. Okay. Let's say in California, um, if you can put the comparison of the two, say, time-wise and process-wise and even, you mentioned earlier, waste, um, how different is bone structure versus the traditional process? Yeah, so this is a very good question. Uh, many, <clears throat> many people, <clears throat> many people don't know uh, how you build a home in the first place. Um, so, one integration, bringing people around the table from the get-go, uh, and then the building materials that we chose uh, to design the bone structure system are also different. So primarily in North America, we build with wood. Okay. So with, you know, uh, two by fours or uh, it's mostly wood just because it's available, it's everywhere, and it's just the way we've been doing it forever. Um, But we took a step back and look at, is that the right material uh, for the right job? Uh, And we opted for, for steel. Uh, just because it was uh, more predictable, uh, more precise, uh, stronger in many cases in, in areas mm-hmm. where there's, you know, it's seismic like here yeah. in California. Uh, so we opted to use a different material and uh, we heavily engineer it ahead of time. So I like to say we build houses the way you would build a plane or a car. So you will heavily engineer, okay. you will optimize ahead of time, and then we number all the components, we laser cut them, and we send them to the job site where they're assembled. So if there's no cutting, no piercing, and virtually no waste created on the job site, which is a big issue uh, these days. We're filling up landfill with landfills yeah. with construction waste. So we thought, you know, if we heavily engineer ahead of time, we can save a lot of the construction waste uh, that goes in these typical projects. Yeah, so um, um, is it almost zero waste or just significantly less waste? Yeah, the entire uh, shell, it's uh, no waste except from a little bit of packaging protecting some painted parts. Uh, Typically on a job site, you will find five to six containers yeah that's about right anywhere between five uh, six maybe sometimes up to ten sometimes more yeah yeah um so we don't remove all of them but a big point a big 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 part uh you will still have some waste when you get to the finishes or or some trimming at the end uh but we're getting there. Yeah, but significantly less than a traditionally held. But how about the t- what's the the, the time frame uh, or time estimation of your process as well? Mm. I, I know that's different just from looking at your site. It's pretty significant, but I'd rather have you tell your audience. Well, you don't have to cut. You don't have to pierce. So there's not much left to do. So it's really about uh, putting the parts together. Um, so we're talking days. Uh, instead of probably uh, weeks or months. Um, Days versus months, potentially? Yeah. Uh, a house will take, you know, between, could be six days to, you know, 15 days or, or 20 days if it's a much bigger and much, you know, very complex house. But typically, I'd say eight to 10 days to put the entire shell uh, together. So you're protected from the environment. You're ready to do your finishes. And you're safe from El Nino uh, if, if <laughs> it ever comes back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks like he's in full, double full force now. Um, so eight to 10 days versus the traditional of? 12, 14 weeks, maybe. Yeah, that's pretty significant. And it, it, does the location uh, determine the time as well or not necessarily? 
the site. Okay. Uh, if we're building downtown San Francisco between two buildings on a steep uh, slope, <laughs> you have less room to work with. Uh, so that could increase a little bit. On a flat site with lots of room around, uh, it speeds things up naturally. Yeah. Does it make it easier if you have just the... Uh, um are, let's put this. Are there any cities in particular that's that you have found that are very responsive to your your uh, process? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'd say Palo Alto okay. is uh, at the forefront. Um, Santa Monica as well. Uh, Santa Monica uh, decided to go uh, net zero energy by uh, 2017. So instead of uh, 2020, uh, like California is aiming yeah, 2020, okay. 2020 yeah. uh, for all uh, new homes uh, to be self-sufficient or to be net zero, uh, Santa Monica decided to make that 2017. Uh, so they're very, very responsive to high-performance uh, construction, and we see the same here in Palo Alto. You're listening to The Modern Architect. KZSU, Stanford, 90.1. Home First, formerly EHC Life Builders, is a leading provider of services, shelter, and housing for homeless men, women, and children in Santa Clara County. On any given night, more than 6,500 people in their county are homeless. Home First helps these people find and keep stable, long-term shelter and transitional housing. The organization also maintains the largest outreach team that regularly visits people in the streets. If you'd like to help, visit www.homefirstscc.org. That's homefirstscc.org. And now back to The Modern Architect. We're talking today with Charles Bovet, Vice President of Operations of Bone Structure. Check them out on the website at bonestructure.ca. That's bonestructure.ca. Uh, we're talking, Charles, about which cities are looking at the net zero um, and you mentioned Santa Monica at 2017 with that in, was that in response to California's 2020 I think they yeah. they just want to you know be right there leading <laughs> okay. leading uh, leading yeah. the way how does that affect the, uh, the the community just from your experience so we go I mean I mean community as far as the neighborhoods that you build when you come in and you you, know, you introduce to them the, the process that you're going through, and I'm sure the neighbors talk about it. How is it working with the neighbors of where you're building as well? I think it goes twofold. Um, by you know building without waste, uh, reducing construction time. Uh, no, no one likes construction. Uh, having some traffic in your city or on on, on the street. Uh, so minimizing uh, construction time, minimizing dust. Uh, is something that cities are, are, are very happy about uh, because they know, uh, you know, the neighbors will be will be happy uh, or happier. Yes. Uh, and building net zero energy is a responsible way to build. Uh, it's not easy by any means. Uh, so there is some resistance uh, from uh, people in the in in the industry. Uh, just because the the bar is is California's making the bar is so high, and Santa Monica and, and Palo Alto are making it even higher. Uh, but I do think it uh, does stimulate change uh, and change in the right direction. And uh, we're hoping to get uh, we're hoping uh, cities will will adopt this and move even faster than yeah than 2020 so do you get familiar working through the, with the cities and their uh, and how they make their decisions and approvals each time as well they yeah. are very uh curious and and uh proactive and figuring out it's already hard to build a zero net energy home okay so they yeah. want to know what can they do uh to you know enable uh, that and make sure there are no barriers with the current building code or the current processes that could uh, prevent you from reaching these goals. Yeah. So are you? you in, it sounds like you're in essence setting a precedent. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks it looks very much like you're definitely doing it. And uh, do the cities also, from your knowledge, talk amongst themselves about about bone structure and and how 
it is to work with you? Do they? So cities like Palo Alto, yeah. they're 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 at the at the forefront, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of cities uh, do look at what Palo Alto does and implement that. They don't necessarily have the same resources at the city level to uh, to plan and look at how they're going to uh, encourage and adopt net zero homes. So definitely, I think it sets a precedent for for these other cities. Uh, and California in general, for the rest of the U.S. and other places in the world, California people know uh, California is at the forefront. Uh, you look at the quantity of electric cars on on, oh, on yeah. the roads, uh, and it does change you know faster here. But eventually, you know, really this is what makes an impact, and other states, neighboring states, uh, end up adopting the same uh, things. So it's a good place for us to. To, to innovate in. Yeah. And some of the materials you're using, I, uh, you said you know, steel, low waste, of zero waste. Also the batteries. I think that's interesting. Um, what are the, how do you deal, work with the solar power and the batteries? Feel, so feel free to. Step number one, yeah. uh, taking a step back, yeah. you want to reduce the amount of energy that you need. So okay. this is always uh, a, a good thing to do. Uh, that's why we focus on, on developing a shell that can reduce up to 90% uh, percent your heating and cooling loads. 90? And then nine zero. And uh, the last little bit, uh, you want to produce that energy from a renewable source, uh, which could be solar. Uh, and that's where the battery comes in. So you might be producing more energy during the day when it's nice and sunny outside, but you might not be home and you might not need that energy. Yeah. So having the batteries uh, is a good way to store that energy and use it at other times when you come back home and you don't have to rely on the grid as much and you can essentially produce your own energy and then use that battery to charge your car when you uh, come back home. And uh, so this is, nice. this is, I think, reduce first and then produce from uh, renewables. Yeah. How do your, the people who've, who've um, chose bone structure to build their house, how do they tell you they feel when, when they see you again in, in person? How, I think how the first thing you? they say is, wow, it's comfortable. Comfortable, uh, okay. So we And, and we, we prefer you know, focusing on making... It's, it's a home. This is where you live. You know, picture Thanksgiving. You're there yeah. with your family, your kids. It's a home. It's very emotional. Uh, so saving energy is one thing. Uh, saving on your energy bill is one thing, but just being comfortable in your house uh, is, I think, what is you know the most important. And so many of these homes out there, even though we're in California and the climate, you could argue, is pretty comfortable. Yeah. Uh, it's surprising how many homes end up not being comfortable. Uh, you can have some concrete slab that's sucking out all the heat from your your feet yeah uh you can have some glare in the windows and you're cooking you know in in your house uh so you need to blast air conditioning so really it doesn't end up being comfortable at all yeah you need to close the blinds uh you need so we're we're really focusing on solar passive design uh designing the house to limit uh the amount of energy that you use, and then without even cooling or heating or very little, uh, the house should be already comfortable and maintain its its temperature. Yeah. Now you had said, and I don't recall what the the um, the program that you put on when you present the house or prospective house or existing house, but you mentioned I remember exactly what you're saying is that you you started or you start with the person or the people. And then you moved outward as to how do you make that that comfort. That's right. And uh, I thought that was rather unique in that uh, in uh, I, I'd only heard that, believe it or not, I actually heard it for um, I was watching a, a, a show on Bentley, the vehicle. And how that they made it. You think it's a, obviously it's a it's a one of a kind vehicle, but they start with the person and then they move outward. Mm-hmm. That's and right. that's the last time, I mean, not the last time, but it's the the only analogy that I have that sounds like you're doing the same. I don't know if you use 
well, you did mention auto industry and aerospace, but does that is did you take that kind of cue from any other industry, or is it just something you? Know, no, I think that just came culture? from yeah. that. That came from where we started, right? Okay. Uh, so it was our home uh, that we built, my parents' home uh, back back uh, a couple years back, and and that's why it's so easy to remember that it is. Uh, you know, it's a someone is going to be living there uh, with a family. So we were four kids. Uh, you know, living in a house that was uh, supposed to be you know, a, a, a beautiful, well-built house ended up being a nightmare. So it's a, it's a, it's easy. It's very, very easy okay. uh, to 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 remember that. So it, that part didn't come from any industry. It just okay. came from. That's just you're just experiencing the, the real pain. The person, yeah, and everyone has lived in a yeah. in in a in a house where you know with a leak with termites with you know something it's very easy to to find someone at least in your entourage that yeah. had a poor poor experience yeah so you take that and, and you move on with it um when you you also said legislation i mean i don't know how much you get into that part and uh, i'm not a, aware of it but how has that actually helped you new recent re, uh, legisla- uh registration legislation on requirements for the net zero is that it, it would seem to be natural in your favor, but I don't know. What's your take on it? I'd say so. Okay. Uh, it definitely raises awareness. So people are asking questions, you know, what is net zero? And then uh, the government and the industry now, you know, are educating people on what net zero is. Uh, there's a bunch of events at the AIA or different areas where they talk about net zero. So we don't have to educate you know, just on, on our end. Um, and the requirements, I think for us, it's, it's more, again, it's the right thing to do. And obviously as we get closer to 2020, uh, some, when everyone is going to be forced to build a certain quality of buildings, uh, it's going to naturally generate demand, uh, for what we're doing because we're already building net zero, uh, by default. Uh, but we're trying to make it, it's not that, that's not the main reason why someone would want to build. It's, it's, it's comfort, it's safety, building with steel, uh, it's seismic, right? Uh, yeah. So you want to have a house that's low maintenance. You want to reduce waste. So it's not because you're forced to do it, really is because uh, it makes sense. Yeah. How would the design aspect, what type of designs are... Uh... I would assume you're capable of virtually any type of design. Is oh, that true? Oh, we've done all sorts of. Okay, so uh, traditional. You can do traditional, uh, Tuscan. Uh, we've done all sorts of, okay. uh, of of types of of designs, and we've worked uh, as well with a lot of different architects. I would say though that uh, people now uh, there's a big demand for uh, large open spaces, uh, lots of light. You want larger windows to bring more light in, natural light in. And that lends itself quite well to, to modern. Yeah. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of, of modern and, uh, and with our building system that works quite well. Uh, but that's not something we're limited to. It just happens that this is something we're seeing a lot these days. Yeah. And what, what the architects that you work with, are they uh, local Regional, uh, national, international? How all all of the above? Okay. Oh, really? All of okay. the above. Okay. Uh, I'd say probably half of our projects uh, right now in the Bay Area are with architects uh, within California in the Bay Area. Yeah. Uh, we're building a nice project now in in uh, L.A. Uh, and that's with a up and coming architect uh, Dan Brune uh, there in L.A. Uh, so uh, we lend our technology essentially to these architects, uh, almost open source our, our technology to enable them to build net zero. Yeah, I like that. So you open source them to architects. To architects, do you also? How about the the materials? Are they coming from uh, a, a regional place as well? All your materials are coming from, let's say, what, 50, 100 miles? We're trying to be as close as possible okay. uh, to the job site. So we have 16 different facilities uh, where it can come from. Uh, so two in California, 
one for uh, the Bay Area and one for projects closer to LA. Uh, so depending on where the project is, we'll be uh, we'll try to be as close as possible to the job site to you know reduce emissions and you know transportation certainly, but also lead times. So the yeah. time to get the the components on the job site uh, that's very important. Yeah. Do you reach out to to companies and say here's what we're doing or they find you how, how does it how does yeah it work? that's a mix of the a okay. mix of the two okay. so getting your first project up in california we yeah. definitely did some some outreach to uh architects and builders that we thought were like-minded uh but once the ball uh got rolling <laughs> Uh, it's a little bit different now. There's more incoming demand than, than the other way around. Yeah. This is The Modern Architect on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. You Belong is an organization that helps mobilize individuals for volunteering and educational opportunities designed to advance international development efforts and promote cross-cultural understanding. Participants have the choice of various immersion placements or shorter expeditions to learn about cross-cultural values and international development issues. For more information, visit ubelong.org. That's U-B-E-L-O-N-G dot org. And now back to The Modern Architect. Our guest today is Charles Beauvais, Vice President of Operations at Bone Structure. Go to their website at bonestructure.ca. That's bonestructure.ca. Uh, Charles, we'll touch a bit on the regional vendors. You're reaching out to them within the last, say, several years. Have you found a lot more companies reaching out to you to either offer their services or provide you some insight that uh, wasn't there when you first started? So we try to work uh, as much as possible local. Okay. Uh, so with our building system, uh, we want to uh, work with local architects who are designing homes uh, and share our uh, building system, our technology with them to enable them to, to, to build uh, more energy efficient homes. Uh, as I like to say, we are the building scientists. Yeah. So building let, scientists. Let, let, okay. let us do that, that job and we'll, you know, we'll make sure you're ahead of the curve in terms of building code. So we, we work with local architects, but then also uh, local labor. There's a huge shortage of yeah. labor right now. Uh, I think it's 82% of contractors say they can't find uh, skilled labor, good good carpenters, and yet we're building houses uh, with wood, and it's not getting any better. So okay. we're talking affordability. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not it's not going to get better. So we wanted to uh, not replace, but really work with the local labor. Uh, share our building technology with them, teach them, teach them how to assemble the bone structure homes and uh, just empower them. Uh, So same with architects, same with builders. I think, you know, we can develop the technology and share that with the local local builders and architects to, to use it. Yeah. Is this a patented type of process? We're patented okay. in 42 uh, countries. Okay. Um, so definitely a lot of uh, R&D and, and investment in developing the building system. But uh, at this point, what we want to do is share it because if you want to have a dent in the amount of energy that's being used uh, on this planet or really reduce the amount of waste, uh, you can't do it one home uh one home at a time, right? Yeah. Uh, so we thought if we work uh, with general contractors and architects across, uh, you know, the country uh, and eventually the world, well, we're going to get faster uh, to that goal of, of reducing uh, the amount of, of waste and, and energy used in buildings. Yeah. I, I noticed, and you and I talked in the green room about um, your outreach and the level of outreach, and we were even using some other industries as, as examples. How frequently do you have the, the, the welcome to the public uh, for bone structure? Is it on a monthly basis, quarterly basis? Um, and how, how frequently do you have those sort of outreaches? So we we try to uh, do as many what we call bare bone uh, events okay. as possible. Uh, so when we have a house that's being uh, assembled, uh, we like to 
open it up to the public before it is uh, you know completed before the walls are there uh, the idea is to educate people and show them uh, how uh, how it is done uh, people are interested in seeing the laser cut uh, beams with the the holes and how the parts are numbered uh, and how the insulation system is done and and realize wow it really is uh, pretty straightforward it's not you know it's not uh, it's not this mysterious industry yeah. anymore so we welcome people and we try to do these once every few weeks or or, or months that's awesome yeah because I'd, I'd been to one of them and i was just this kind of obviously brought us here a year later but uh do you you also welcome the neighborhood to come on in as well absolutely okay so the everyone can see what's being done that's unheard of in the in the industry so the neighbors uh but also uh city officials uh that want to learn more about uh building high performance homes uh architects other builders it really is uh, an educational uh, event. Okay, you said high performance homes. I like that. Uh, elaborate a bit, if you will, about a high performance home versus another home. I've never, I, I mean, I've heard it, but it's not a common um, call to be say I'm building a high performance home. We used to, you know, you heard the word you know, sustainable, energy efficient. Uh, but we thought, you know, it, it doesn't stop there. It's not just about energy efficiency. Uh, so a high-performance home is uh, a home that's comfortable, uh, that's healthy, and also uh, energy efficient. So healthy is also, you know, a big component uh, that we're, we're focusing on. You want to uh, use materials that are non-toxic, uh, you want to have the proper uh, air filtration in your house. Uh, so it's not just, again, not just about energy efficiency. It's comfort and health. Yeah, so the com- comfort, health, and, uh, again, it sounds like it starts from summer. Do you work also with any commercial? Have you done any commercial work? A little bit. So we okay. started with uh, residential Okay. because this is, uh, again, how we, how we started. This was uh, from the personal experience of building building uh, our home uh, but the technology is not limited to to homes uh, if you're building net zero uh, energy homes uh, we had requests from the commercial side so we ended up building uh, a smart car wash that would reuse all the same uh, or 95 percent uh, of the water uh, again, using our, our, our shell and our, our building system, we've built uh, some restaurants or food chain uh, places. Uh, so in the end, it is the same things uh, behind. It's the same technology, the same columns, the same okay. insulation system. And it's not limited to, to, to a certain application. Really, it's the same logic. So it's not limited to an application. So if a city does say we're we're going to, uh, we'd like to have a, a new city hall, you could do it theoretically or practically or literally. We well, yeah, we could. Uh, if you're asking for a new World Trade Center, that in that case might okay. be a little bit difficult. Uh, we're not there yet. Okay. We don't. Uh, All right. There's certain there's certain limits. Uh, Is it by story? Is it by? We're focusing right now under uh, 35 feet. So okay, under 35. Three three stories typically. Uh, and that might change down the road, but this is our, our focus right now. Do you have any homes that you've done that are three stories? We have done some, uh, especially uh, in Phil, uh, similar to what you see in San Francisco. So a right. narrow lot where okay. uh, you can't go left, you can't go right, so you just have to go go up. Yeah. Uh, or or some houses on a on a steep slope, uh, so you'll want to drive in on the top then you might have two or three stories uh on on the back of the house take advantage of a nice view or yeah. or something like that yeah yeah I, you mentioned i mentioned here at the very beginning about uh the uh uh access or the how do you go from an architectural rendering to actual completion is there a, have you ever quantified a time frame on that an, an average time frame on that um, I would say 
it it vary uh, it will vary uh, mostly on uh, the size of the project or complexity uh, but having everyone around the table you can certainly compress the schedule because you can make the right decisions with everyone around the table so instead of having the full design done and then trying to do uh, the engineering uh, and then the uh, construction and the cost estimates and the scheduling yeah. uh, having you know the input early on can can save a lot of iterations uh, and obviously it's not just time yeah it's money okay uh, so uh, once you design a project and it goes through uh, the planning uh, process it's very hard to to make a change so you're kind of stuck and and if it was not, you know, optimal or uh, in terms of uh, construction or in terms of engineering, it, it is very hard to, to change. So we realize some issues or some challenges are, are, are not that very, not challenging if they're addressed early, early on. Yeah. Early, right? Yeah. So, and this is number one. Uh, now building... Uh, high-performance homes or, or zero uh, net energy homes. Uh, if you make the right decisions early on, if you uh, optimize the orientation of the house, the size of the overhangs, the position uh, of the windows, and you really uh, take that into account in your design, you can optimize for energy, you can optimize for comfort, for lighting. You can do that without paying you know anything extra it really is just good design and and yeah. doing it early on versus waiting at the very very end uh, where you could bring an energy you know consultant but it's too late yeah. because all his recommendations can't be applied right uh, so this is something you yeah. want to avoid yeah and you've de it looks like you're def you've definitely done that now have you also uh, we were talking about this is this blows me away is how you build a great percentage uh, is with a hand the battery powered drill that famous red uh, battery powered uh, you got you got to touch on that so, so yeah you you yeah so the battery powered drill uh, and this took some time to, to to get there that was definitely not version version one uh, but we thought you know if you have all these this big equipment all these tools uh, it makes the job site messier and, and, and more difficult than, and there is a shortage of skilled labor. Uh, so we saw huge benefits in, in reducing the amount of different tools required to assemble a bone structure home. So over time we went from probably hundreds of, of, of tools and hundreds of different types of screws and uh, and narrow it down to, I'd say, probably 95% of the house is now assembled with uh, a battery-powered drill and one type of self-tapping screw. So it's very hard to, to, to mess up. That's unreal. So 95% is done with a battery-powered... Battery-powered drill uh, <laughs> and really the... The, the beauty of it is, or, or the logic behind it, and is to reduce the room for forever. So we will, you know, pre-pierce uh, and have so everything clips together. So you don't have to, to measure uh, where things yeah. goes, right? Very inspired by, uh, I'd say, the Lego Okay. Or uh, mechanical. What was the erector set? The erector said? set. Okay. So uh, some, I don't know, Tom, if you've played with. Uh, Erector, erector sets. Yeah. So, uh, so inspired by what we wanted to do is uh, embed the quality control into you know the materials themselves, just just like Lego. Uh, they're not. Yeah. You know, Legos are not in. in are they in imperial or or metric? No, not in metric. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no dimensions yeah. uh, in the assembly plan. So very similar to that, we have our 3D instruction sets. Uh, that make it easy for the, the the guys on the job site to 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 put together and and know that the job is as well done at the end of the day you have no parts left. Amazing. You're, you're, you're what does it sound? What does it sound like the construction site? I mean, that's not a traditionally sounding 
No, it's very different. Less, less, less noise. Less, you know, these big saws. None yeah. of that. No power core. No, uh, no container. So more room. Uh, it's, it's. Uh, My mouth is agape from this. It it's probably just looks more like a. Yeah. I, I don't know what it looks like. It's it's quite unique. Yeah, I don't know what just came up about just thinking of what is. It's got to sound very different. Yep. There's one sound is the sound of the drill. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's pretty much it. Not even unless they, you know, they're blaring the music. That's the only thing. Probably some some uh, morning news or. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. So ninety five percent of that. Do you when you would describe that to the your the respective cities that this is is that something you also tell them that you're going to have reproduction and noise, obviously waste this, that do they, uh, I think waste. Okay. It it comes down to waste. Uh, I think San Francisco is targeting to be, um, uh, zero waste, uh, by 2020, Mm -hmm. which is extremely ambitious. Uh, It's not easy to, 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 you know, to not throw anything in the landfill. Uh, it is a challenge and same for, uh, cities like uh, Palo Alto. I think it's 20, 21 i'm not quite sure but so reducing waste is something that definitely appeals uh to them this is the modern architect kzsu 90.1 fm stanford the loop is a radio show featuring electronic music arranging from house to techno to down tempo and everything that's good in the underground each week the show features releases exclusive mixes top picks and interviews and live guest djs from around the world that's the loop with Drew Deep. Stay tuned for that. But right now, we're back to the modern architect. We're talking today with Charles Beauvais, Vice President of Operations for Bone Structure, founded in uh, Laval, Quebec, Canada, with U.S. headquarters based in San Francisco. Find them on the web at bonestructure.ca. That's bonestructure.ca. We were talking to Charles about city officials. What do they say when they first see this process, the city officials, when you invite them to your bare bones? Yeah. What's the what's the response? You know, I got I have a feeling I might laugh at this, but so so often they think it looks a lot like you would you'd see in in, in commercial, uh, but then they go around and and the first one comment I had was how you know uh, everything was exposed. So uh, the job of the, the inspector is to make sure that the the work was done right and was done according to uh, you know what was on on the plans. Uh, but when everything is, is laser cut ahead of time and there's really no shortcut you can take on the job site. So I think they're, they're excited to, to see that uh, you know, no one on the job site could have taken a shortcut. Yeah. Uh, so everything is safe in terms of you know, the st- structural inspection. Uh, you really, because the quality control is in the materials themselves, if it's the wrong part, it would just not fit. That's how you know. Uh, so uh, you get to the end result, and and you know it was done well, uh, and and that's uh, comforting, I guess, for for city inspectors. The the reason why there are inspectors in the first place is because in the past it was not always done right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. it's you know you need to go and verify to make sure it's safe and and done well. Uh, so I think that makes their 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 lives i guess slightly easier yeah so making it easier does it does it uh also make it easier once you have another project and another project in that respective city have you experienced that i'd say uh even from the get-go uh cities are very uh, proactive especially in california uh they're excited to see uh ways to 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 build in a more efficient way so they're it's very encouraging right from the first project uh, and uh, they tend to be uh, eager to go and see other projects as as they come up. Yeah. Uh, but every every project has so far has been uh, great. Yeah, not only great. I've seen on on their website, and actually I've seen one uh, physically. Is I haven't seen you do a bad house. That being said, and it's got you've got a great range, which is um, you know, usually builders have a specific type of home that they build. And they stay there, and they, you know, they could go year after year. But I noticed you have kind of a range. I don't know if that's an accurate word to be using for home building, but it's probably because we work yeah. with all these different architects. Okay. Uh, so uh, that that is what you know uh, pushes the limits of our 
of our system and we get to learn from these different uh, these different architects trying to do different things and also the jo different regions we're, we're building in so we're building in Truckee uh, there it's more about the snow yeah. uh, the architecture might you know be similar or slightly different but definitely uh, there's some structural features that might be different uh, we have a lot of projects uh, in areas where it's mostly seismic like here in San Francisco or in LA or or in the Bay Area, uh, so I guess it's this melting pot of uh, different architects and different regions that make us try new things and and, yeah. and play with uh, and push the limits of the system. It seems like you like you you like that. Is that is that the culture within your company? Very much. Okay. Very much. Go into uh, that a little bit. You know, I'm curious about the the culture at Bone Structure. Culture at Bone Structure. Uh, the average age uh, is probably uh, between you know 26 and 27 or 8. Oh. Uh, very very young team. Uh, we're 65 uh, passionate individuals uh, that share this passion for uh, you know changing the construction industry and. A uh, very multidisciplinary uh, team. So people from every different you know uh, sector uh, and also multiple different countries, uh, because this is a global uh, yeah. challenge. Was that by design that you wanted that, that sort of absolutely by design? Uh, most people will speak you know two if not three languages. Uh, we'll have people from uh, a lot from Canada, from the from the U.S. Uh, from South America, from Europe, and you know this is uh, that's where you see different ideas come from because it's not everywhere where you build like you build here uh, oh, yeah. in in North America. It's mostly wood. In South America, you will have a lot of concrete uh, and cement blocks, like you have in in, in Florida, yeah. uh, in Europe, or in other Even areas. Los Angeles. In, uh, yeah. Los Angeles. Uh, in Australia, in Hawaii, you will have a lot of steel because they have lots of termites. Uh, so having people from different places, different backgrounds, just makes, I think, uh, the team more creative. Uh, and uh, it's, it's part of the culture to... To, to, to be very, I guess, diverse and, and multidisciplinary. Yeah, that sounds like a, 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 not just in building, but actually in, in industry in general... You don't find that very frequently in a lot of space spaces. There's or marketplaces. You're not going to find that sort yeah, of. That and you look for that then. You, we we oh, look okay, for that, okay, and okay. I'd say the 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 tech industry is is probably one where we're seeing that more and more, uh, and and this is also our inspiration. Uh, come great great ideas come come from these uh, tech companies, and yeah. and uh, and because they're solving, uh, they have clients or they're solving problems that are global. So uh, if you're too narrow-minded, you might find a great solution for California or for Silicon Valley, yeah. or for, but not necessarily for the rest of the rest of the planet. So, yeah. Do you see a, a time where there's a community of bone structure homes with the with the range and the variances of the architects? You ever see, think that may have a? Very I hate soon. to say subdivision, but that's a lack. I don't of, want to spoil. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, but we are we are working on uh, right now, uh, building uh, I'd say smaller uh, developments, smaller communities from four to ten uh, or you know twenty uh, homes uh, as a community. But you know the one common thing is all these homes are you know custom net zero uh, energy uh, homes. And as we get closer to 2020, I think we're going to see a lot more of these. Oh, yeah. Actually, this it'll is, really escalate. All right. We're very much looking forward to, to doing these larger projects. Yeah. And th that being said, uh, is it? can you... Are you at liberty to say it's in California or where it is? So we're working on one right now in, in, uh, in Belmont. Okay. Uh, so uh, four, four homes uh, as a small community. Uh, and there's different areas. We're also doing this in Canada. Uh, so we just launched our, our, our platform where we will be, you know, putting these different uh, projects up. Uh, and and so we're going in that direction to help people find net zero uh, energy homes. Uh, yeah. Because not everyone knows how it works, where to find them. Most, or... unfortunately, 
and we're in the industry, so we're going to be aware of it. But if you, um, what's your experience just going in as to a social engagement when you talk about net zero? Are people like, oh, I know what that is? Or do they tell you what more is More and that? more. Okay. More and more in California, okay. I'd say. People are starting to, to, to hear about it a lot more than, I'd say, on the East Coast and or other uh, other states, uh, which makes uh, the conversation that much easier. Yeah, yeah and it seems it goes back to the, uh, I know technically and legally, um, and it makes it's a, a sense to have net zero, but I think I'm going to go back to what you'd said earlier, which was it's it's the comfort. Mm-hmm. It's, it's If it starts there, all those other facets um, just naturally come into play. That's right. And, and yeah, you guys look like you're definitely doing that. And uh, what's the response I know I said city officials, but just what's the f- response in general from any any, any other media uh, entities? Have they expressed the same sort of, wow, this is great, or what's been their It could response? not be better right now, Okay, uh, just because it's a hot topic. Uh, we see that a lot, you know, even in the car industry, electric cars are becoming more popular. Uh, so the house is a complement to that. Uh, yeah. It really just makes sense. So... People who who started thinking, you know, about buying an electric car, they've done some research and they might have landed on, on you know, net zero and, and, and having a battery and solar. And so a lot of our, our clients come in already quite educated and self-educated oh, nice. on the topic, uh, which is, which is, which is great. Do you have in, uh, designers as well for, uh, for the owners to take a look at, uh, you know, what kind of sinks and all their accessories do you have someone on staff or uh, that does that with them Is yeah that we, a part of we are we are very uh, vertically in, in, integrated so okay uh, we want to make it as simple as possible for, for someone. Uh, it is already, you know, quite complex. Building a house is a big undertaking. Uh, mm-hmm. Where, where do you start? Uh, and there's all these different, you know, uh, stakeholders and, so we, we, we thought it would be a lot simpler if we can uh, if we can offer that as a, a one-stop shop in-house. Oh. I have a, a quote here from uh, Michelangelo that's, that goes like this. Every block of stone has a statue in it, and it's the task of the sculptor to discover it. How does bone structure kind of relate to that sort of uh, that quote? Just replace your... stone by steel. Okay. Uh, every... Oh, nice. So it would be every block of steel. Or... Here we go. Okay, every block of steel. All right. Um, what's your What's your feelings on or thoughts on uh, creativity and discovery? Do you think one is more important than the other, or do you kind of integrate both of them? Uh, I think in, in integrating the two. Uh, I think it, it, there's a big lack of integration in our industry. So I think. Yeah. Uh, sure. a- across the board, integrating and and uh, is is the way to go, and that's how we came up with uh, that's how we came up with bone structure. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're always you know pushing the two. Well, we look forward to hearing from and seeing more of bone structure. Uh, Charles, it's been a privilege having you here today. And we're honored and glad you've been our guest. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm sure our audience is going to be really happy to hear well, thank you. Hear you as well. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Modern Architect. I'm Tom Dior. Our guest today has been Charles Beauvais, Vice President of Operations of Bone Structure, a leading next generation of incomparable high-performance homes and buildings designed and built using an integrated process. Inspired by the aerospace industry, Bone Structure asserts a smarter, faster way to build. You can find them on the web at bonestructure.ca. That's bonestructure.ca. Join us again next time when we welcome another outstanding architect, influencer, and civic leader committed to positive and sustainable cities, communities, and lives. The Modern Architect is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and is a production of KZSU Radio. The recording engineer and production manager is Akshay Jaggi. Assistant engineer is McGregor Joyner. And we're all assisted by Bryce Carter. And the executive producer and host of The Modern Architect is Tom Dioro. Thank you for tuning in. Catch us next week, 10 a.m. with The Modern Architect.